I didn't know it when I started my podcast, but what I was really doing is warming up this audience to offer something. And now I have such a amazing audience and amazing listeners that are really following their fear and going for it. And I'm seeing new customers that have been listeners. This is Debbie and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. Hey friends, I know you love discovering new podcasts as much as I do. That's why I wanted to start sharing some of my favorite shows that I have been binging on lately. Today, I wanted to let you know about the Dreams to Plans podcast, which is hosted by Renee and Kat, who both have such dynamic personalities that are super engaging. The Dreams to Plans podcast is all about helping small creative business owners taking their big, scary dreams and turning it into an action plan for future business success. There's more than one way to skin a cat, as they say, and there's more than one way to get the job done. They're all about offering different perspectives so you can pick the path that works for you. To make sure to visit dreamstoplans.com to listen to their show and to get their free resources. On this episode, I speak with Kat Del Carmen, who is a wife, mommy, and a business coach to badass women. After struggling through years of schooling and working in a Fortune 500 company, Kat realized that this was not the life she wanted. So instead of working countless of hours building someone else's dream, she left to build her own by helping women through her online coaching business. Listen on to find out how Kat has been able to build an online coaching business to help women thrive. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here. I am here today with Kat. Hey Kat, how are you? Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much, Debbie. I'm really excited to talk to you today. Can you tell us more about you, Kat, and why you live an offbeat life? Yeah, so my name is Kat Del Carmen or Catalina Del Carmen, and I am a business coach and the host of the Follow That Fear podcast. My entire journey to entrepreneurship and this life that is just crazy in a wonderful way started by creating a podcast. The podcast for me became this platform where I could really show up for myself and talk about things that were really important to me. And for me, it was empowering my community, the people around me, to really believe that they have what it takes to go forward with whatever is calling them. So I created this podcast and what it turned into was me building my personal brand. And personal brand is like kind of a silly word if you're not familiar with it, but really it's your reputation. And I started creating this brand online and it was revolved around me. And what it turned into is a business. So now I am also a business coach and I help podcasters and content creators turn their content into a coaching business and kind of go into a different direction so they can start doing what they love and empowering their community through what they love doing. So it's it's really been a blessing. I tell people all the time that podcasting is a major segue to 
creating a business from it or even scaling a current business that you have because it's such a powerful tool and platform that is getting a lot of hype right now, right? So a lot everywhere you see so many new content creators starting a podcast, but there is a huge turnover rate. I think right now they're saying it's over 50% of people get up to 14 episodes and then it's gone, right? And then you're, you're done. So what do you think has made your show and what you did different from 50%? That's a huge number of turnover rates. Like 50% of people who are starting podcasts are done after 14 episodes. Yeah, I think the difficult part, the one thing that people don't realize about podcasting, it seems very like glamorous and fun, but in all reality, I mean, outside of blogging, but even blogging is different. Podcasting is so different from other long form content. And when I say long form content, I mean, video blogging or podcasting because there's some type of production behind it. But what people don't realize is that there is zero algorithm that's going to like promote your show. It's not like social media where like, oh, if someone likes your show, like they can press a button and then it'll share it with their community. It doesn't have that power behind it. So you really have to get into podcasting because you love the conversations you want to have. You love the topics, the creativity. You have to be really attached to what you're doing. And I personally think when you start, especially when you start the podcast, you have to be, you have to have your why, like, why are you doing this? Cause that's, what's going to keep you going because it's very seldom. I don't even know. Actually, I'm pretty sure it's never happened. you could tell me if it's, if you've heard of anything like podcasts do not go viral. That's like <laughs> not how it works in this world. And people who start podcasts, I think it's important to realize, and I have a, a program called podcast marketing lab And I created it for this reason because marketing is so important to your podcast. And that is so easy to forget when you're starting and you're just like assuming people are going to listen. But in all reality, it's your job to make sure people even know that there's a show and really making sure you understand who your audience is and you're telling them about it. Absolutely. I hear this a lot. People want to start a podcast and then... They're like, yeah, everyone is starting it. So I'm going to do it on, you know, my platform too. And I always laugh and I'm like, well, if you want to do it as a hobby, I think totally go for it. Like you should definitely do it. But if you want to make something out of it, it has to have something else, right? You need, like you said, Kat, you need to have a lot of determination, dedication for it, like with anything else that you're going to start because otherwise it's not going to go anywhere. And it's a lot of work. You know, everything is a lot of work. So you really need to make sure that it's something that you want to do. But honestly, you could also experiment with it because you never know. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, that's actually when I started my podcast, I'll tell a really quick story that really resonates with my audience. I was a content creator and I was really struggling to be consistent in everywhere, honestly. I was I started a YouTube channel and that didn't work out. And I had a blog and I realized I didn't like writing. And there came a point where I really had a lot to say. And I kind of knew the conversations I wanted to have. 
And one day I went to, it was my nine to five job, but I went on a Sunday because I had a baby at home and I was like, oh my God, I, I wanted to record this YouTube video. And I couldn't because the baby was crying, la da da da. So I went to my job, I brought all my equipment, I had content written out. And that moment I started recording and I realized like, I just hated everything about it. I didn't like the way I sounded, the way I looked, none of it. And in that moment, I had been resisting podcasting so much because I was like, oh, everyone's doing it. Wah, wah, wah. And all reality, that was my ego. And in that moment, something in me was like, just start the podcast. And no kidding, Debbie, I started the podcast that moment. I've created cover art and signed up for a hosting platform within an hour. Three days later, I recorded three episodes the first three episodes, I had zero edits because I didn't know how to edit. And I told myself, I'm not going to let this be an excuse for me to not publish this. And five days after that, I published the podcast. So it all happened within 10 days. And I was just going off of my intuition. There was nothing perfect about it. Everything was messy action. I only knew who I wanted to talk to. Like I really had a message, like I really had words I wanted to say. And they're in the beginning, they're mainly solo episodes. And I took messy action. And what really kept me going was my audience. Like I really took every single DM. So I would do, I would market the show, but every DM I would get saying, oh my God, like, thank you so much for publishing this episode. And trust me in the beginning, I didn't get this like tons of DMs, right? Like I'd get one DM and guess what? That one DM I would take very seriously. And my next episode, I would be talking to that person. That is such a great way of looking into it because I think we all think we're going to be viral and Insta famous and we're going to be super famous <laughs> from our podcast right from the beginning because, you know, we all get into that mindset where we start comparing ourselves to other people, but it doesn't. Unfortunately, everyone, it doesn't happen like that, but it's really your mindset in the beginning and what you do with it. It's just mindset and action, mindset and action. If you can keep going with that and you really love what you're doing and you have a purpose with it, then it's going to have longevity because it's a labor of love right from the beginning, unless you already have a huge amount of following and then you just take them to your podcast or whatever other platform it is that you want to do. So I exactly. love that. I love your podcasting journey. And it's, you know, I started in a similar way too, where it was just something that I started because I was curious about being location independent, of starting a remote business. And lo and behold, a year and a half later, I was able to leave my nine to five, do this full time. I earned my first five figure from my podcast before I even hit a year from doing it. And now this is what I do for a living. It's pretty incredible what this platform can do if you do it the right way. And I always see a lot of people after the launch, like there's a lot of the after the launch confusion that you see as well, that is why there is a huge turnover because exactly people launch they get all that you know excitement and then crickets <laughs> <laughs> exactly right? and it's normal 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's the thing. It's just you have to keep going. It's like with anything else, you got to work hard for this. And that's how you got to do it. So Carmen, when you were just starting out, what was it that you did? Were you a coach or did you do something else completely? No. So I was working a nine to five and I worked at Adobe system. So like Photoshop, you know, Adobe, Adobe. And I worked in their advertising business unit or product, I should say. And I worked in training. So I worked in learning and development. And my job was to sell client, sell training to our clients. So depending on their needs, I would sell them training. I had honestly an amazing career. And there was a moment in my career where I hit six figures and I had always been reaching the six figure, like wanting the six figures in my career because as a, you know, as a first gen person who I was raised by a single mom, so we didn't have a lot of money. So six figures always felt like, oh my God, like once I make six figures, it'll like change my life. And once I hit that in my career, I realized that it's not all that. Like I was very comfortable and we had this really comfortable lifestyle, but I realized that like, it's not all about the money. And I always knew I wanted to be, be an entrepreneur, but in all honesty, I never felt like I had a super specific talent. And I also am like really disorganized and just, I always had these limiting beliefs about like my actual capabilities to build it. Although I, I'm super visionary and I have a lot of ideas, um, the execution always intimidated me. But the thing about my podcast is that it allowed me to build a personal brand. And what that means, at least for my community, is I started becoming known as not only the person with a podcast, but my messaging in my podcast was take messy action, do things scared, follow that fear. My podcast is called Follow That Fear. So I started being known as the person who really talks about fear, the person who goes for it even when she's scared, the person that takes messy action, the person that will show up regardless of whether she's ready. And because my personal brand turned into something of its own, what I started doing is using my podcast to kind of explore opportunities of entrepreneurship. So what does that mean? So what I started doing is putting little promos at the end of my podcast saying, Hey guys, if you like this conversation and you're interested in some coaching, please reach out to me. Like I would put that in my podcast and just, I wouldn't expect anything from it because I thought it was silly. Like I just was like, I'm not a coach, but whatever. I just put it in there, right? It's my podcast. And what that turned into is people starting to reach out, wanting to know more. And then as I had people reach out, I would learn more about like, okay, what are even, what are people even interested in? Like, why do they want to work for me? And it started a lot about learning about podcasts. Like people wanted to set up their podcast. So I created this course called Podcast Marketing Lab because for me, it wasn't the podcast building that was hard. It was the marketing and like the consistency. Like that's what really was difficult. So I created this course because my customers or my audience was asking for it. And then after that, I launched a group coaching program and it was all about building your personal brand. And 
that was the first time like I actually made thousands of dollars like in one launch. And I was like, oh my God, like I could actually do something with this. And it's just evolved so much. But I will say if I, if I've learned anything, it's that it's, I'm so connected with my audience and this isn't like the everyone's approach, but for the coaching world, it has been such a beautiful benefit of ha- of starting with the podcast because podcasting, what it really does is builds a lot of trust with your audience. They can count on you on a regular basis to be there. If you listen to Debbie on a regular basis, you have that trust in her. Like you count on her to be there when you want a new episode. And there's some, there's a lot of trust building that happens. And that is, I didn't know it when I started my podcast, but what I was really doing is warming up this audience to offer something. And now I have such a amazing audience and amazing listeners that are really following their fear and going for it. And I'm seeing new customers that have been listeners. So that's kind of how that entrepreneurship journey happened. It's really started one foot in front of the other. And I wasn't trying to rush it. I was just trying to do what my audience needed and create different offers for them. And then it turned me kind of, I mean, it turned me into a business coach. (laughs) It's such an incredible journey that you went through because it was also unexpected for you when you finally realized that this is something that you wanted to do full time, right? How did you do any of it? Like, what did you do to prepare? Yeah. So this is such a good question because I didn't mention in all of this that, so I've had my podcast for one year. Literally, I just hit my one year a couple of days ago. And I did quit my job in, I think it was September or something like that. I want to make it super clear that I am in no way am I making the same money I was in my job yet. I had a really great salary and I'm not making that kind of money yet. But what I did decide along this journey is there was a time in, let's say... There was a time in my journey in the beginning where something shifted and I really decided to dive in like, okay, I need to start this coaching business because people are asking me and I have to take it more seriously. And in that moment, I decided to hire a business coach. So that was my first kind of investment that really helped jumpstart my coaching business. And what I did, honestly, a lot of the work to actually leave my nine to five came with talking to my husband. So at that time, I got my business coach and I really had to sit down with my husband and kind of, I mean, I hate, I mean, I don't hate saying manifest, but like literally things have just happened because I've put them in the air. Honestly, I was praying that I would kind of lose, this sounds horrible, but lose my job um, in January so I can go all into my podcast. I didn't know it was coaching yet, but I wanted to do that. And as things evolved, crazy thing happened there. My role was eliminated at work, right? Due to COVID, but they were going to keep everyone and hopefully find a different job for them. And I told myself in that moment, like, I do not want another job. Like I'm going to be so unhappy in any other job. I, this is my opportunity to leave this job. That being said, it's really hard to go to your husband, right? (laughs) To go to your partner, 
and say, hey, I want to leave my six-figure job. That means we're our entire household is going to lose six figures. <laughs> but here's the thing. I had been planting seeds about this for a long time. My husband knew exactly like what I wanted back in January, February, March, like I would say like, Oh, I, you know, I really wish that like I could have this opportunity to leave so I could go all into my business. La, da, da, da. And when the opportunity presented itself, I, we had to sit down, look at our finances, take some risks and really figure out one, if it's possible. And for us in our situation and circumstances, it was possible it was just going to affect our lifestyle. So it was a decision between my husband and myself. And after that, I also negotiated a severance package with my company, um, which I highly recommend, which is funny because so many people are like, wait, you can negotiate severance packages when you are leaving a job? Yes, you absolutely can. It, it doesn't hurt to ask anyway, but that's another, that's another topic. So that being said, I negotiated a severance package I talked to my husband and really figured this out. We also moved to LA during this point from the Bay Area to LA in California. And a lot of changes were happening in our life. And then that's also when I decided to launch my business, like really, you know, announce it to the world. And I will say that from like June to September, those are some of the hardest moments of my year in my life, there was just so much transition. I think walking away from um, a career that you worked so hard to build, I didn't know that was going to affect me so much. But a lot of the time we wrap up our value on the roles that we carry at work. And walking away from that was really a hit to my ego and definitely affected me emotionally. That being said, you know, you put one foot in front of the other. And I really tried to focus on my audience and building programs that were going to help them get results in whatever way I can help them. And it started moving and shaking. And then as I started to actually see money coming in, your partner really starts enjoying what you do when you when they see money coming in. So now it's, it's really changed the dynamic for me and my husband because he's like, oh, you're going to get us rich. <laughs> and it's, it's exciting because now it feels like we're in it together. I know that's not the case for everyone to have such a like supportive partner, but that was my journey. That's kind of how I got to leave my job. And we're definitely sacrificing the lifestyle we had before, but we, you know, we're, we're comfortable and it's okay. Yeah. Can I just give a shout out to partners out there who deal with this and do it yes. gracefully because I don't think they get enough credit because this is a lifestyle that most people really can't handle. And if it's not something that you choose for yourself and you're with someone who chose this, it's a really difficult thing. And for them to be able to continue to be supportive and contribute and also celebrate our wins sometimes more than we do is a huge, huge thing. So shout out to, to that. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. My husband has been pivotal. And I will say for anyone listening who's like, well, my husband isn't as supportive. I will say that my husband wasn't like so bought on. Like, sure. He was like, yeah, great. Go, you know, good luck with everything. But it, it like, here's the thing. And this is a mindset thing. I had to switch it, it early in my podcast journey. I can't like, I can't expect my husband to be bought on to my business idea if I'm not bought on to my business idea. So 
I think it's important to remember that like our partner will believe it when we really start showing up as that CEO and when we really start showing up in a different way and we we start doing those brave things. Like some there is at least for me there was a switch and in in those switch moments and those shifts that's when my husband's like, "Oh shoot, like she's really creating something and this isn't just like a hobby, it really is a business." So Kat, when you were transitioning to this, how did you land your first client? Yeah. So I landed my first client. One, I did start kind of small. So like my first offering were $150 strategy calls, or you could get like four strategy calls for like 400 bucks. And that's how I started. And I landed, I literally landed those by putting a little promo in my podcast. And here's the thing, (laughs) no joke. There was probably only three episodes I put that promo in. Like I was, I was very, I definitely had limiting beliefs and like I didn't want to show up big. So I created promos and I put them on three episodes, three. And at that time I probably had like 40 or something, 40 episodes. And I just kind of went about my day and continued with my podcast. Then I got one client, my first client. What's so funny is I did an in, in marketing, ideal customer avatar is basically your dream customer. And my dream customer, I would always call her Jessica. And my first customer was named Jessica. It was just <laughs> wild. <laughs> um, and that's that was my first customer uh, who ever gave me like money, right? And it was just for one call. And as I grew that business, it started changing. And I didn't have this like plethora of people. It just happened slowly, but surely. But I'd say my first high ticket client, you know, it was not that long ago, um, just a couple months ago, but things things now are moving like very quickly. And I'm like, ah, a lot, a lot to learn. <laughs> but that first high ticket client came from one TikTok, which is wild. But she came from TikTok, but she also listened to my podcast. So it's really the trust building. Like a lot of people think they're not like they want to start a business off of their podcast, but they don't realize that you showing up like for your podcast consistently is the beginning of your business. Like that is the beginning of your business. So showing up and actually delivering value to your audience, like that's the beginning. So yeah, that's how I got my first kind of clients. And then I, you know, I, I had my digital product that I created and I sold that. Everything I've sold is launch style. And when I say launch style, I'm sure your audience has some idea of that. But launch style is really where my programs and products are only open for a limited time. So I will have open enrollment and then I'll close the enrollment. And um, that's the way my business model is right now. So what are some of the best resources that has helped you start this coaching business and even make your tasks easier? Yeah. So in all honesty, I am a very unorganized, messy person, and I don't have a lot of processes. That being said, I am a mom to a toddler. And I didn't mention this earlier, but the transition from my from leaving my job into going all into my business, I didn't mention I was a full-time stay-at-home mom. That was the hardest part. So I didn't have this time to work on my business. I literally had to do it through naps and things like that. That being said, I had to learn how to get as much done in very short periods of time. 
So I'd say the resources or the actions I took that helped me really expedite my productivity is I had to repurpose my content. So what I started doing was I started transcribing my podcast and using little quotes from it to create different graphics for my marketing channels, which at that time were Instagram. I do some on TikTok. And what I also was doing is going live on Instagram and using those lives on my podcast. I do want to put a little disclaimer that for my podcast, I have two episodes every week. I have one episode that's on Wednesdays. Those are my proper, you know, regular episodes. And then I have a segment called Casual Fridays. And on Casual Fridays, they're usually like very casual, unedited episodes. I'm kind of just talking about what's on my mind, what I'm learning, things I'm going through. And on those Casual Friday episodes, that's where I would add, I would repurpose my Instagram lives and literally have a whole new episode. I would always put a disclaimer like to my audience and say, hey, this is an Instagram live I did. The audio is a little funky, but you'll take value from it. I started doing that pretty regularly and it saved me so much time. And I was also able to deliver value to my audience in a way that saved me a lot of time. So I think repurposing alone has been amazing. One more thing on the repurposing front is any caption that I use on my Instagram, especially like the longer ones, those captions would also turn into emails um, and vice versa. So if I wrote a really good email to my email list, I would take that and then edit it just a little bit for Instagram and I'd put it on my Instagram for a post. So repurposing has been a game changer because I've been so limited on time. So that's been huge, huge, huge for me. I think outside of that, in terms of resources, this is really, (laughs) these aren't resources. They're just like little hacks that help me. (laughs) Um, There is a Chrome app called, what is it called? Tabby? Anyways, but basically it helps you. It's kind of like a bookmark, but it's like way better because you can organize all of the sites that you visit regularly. I'm sure everyone's heard of Canva. Canva is what I use for all my graphics and it has been a game changer. I use it every single day. And outside of that, I'm really in the middle of putting some processes together because literally I'm in the, I'm in this 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 time in my business where things are moving quicker than I can. Um, so I'm in a place where I'm starting to, you know, look for a VA and really looking into making my systems more of a process. I also just hired my first podcast producer for next year. So in terms of resources, I'm like a little bit, I'm more like, let's just take action and save time. Yeah. Once you start creating those systems, it becomes so much easier and things just get done on its own. Like I can't even tell you there's this this whole year has been crazy and I've taken weeks off and I felt so guilty, but things were still getting done because I had people working on the back end and I was like, wow, things are still getting done. I'm like, okay, great. This is a good system. amazing. Yeah, girl, I'm learning. (laughs) No, it it really is amazing. I mean, that's what it is to be like a boss, you know, like a CEO. It's, it's putting things in place and then trusting it. Yeah, we have to, uh, we 
can't be everywhere and everything to everyone. So if you don't do that with your business, you're going to be run ragged and you're just going to have complete burnout. And that's happened to me in the beginning of my business. And I was like, never again. This is never going to happen again. So delegating, doing that and creating systems is like the best thing that you can do for yourself and your business. Honestly, I'm like, thank goodness for that. So Kat, let's fast forward to 30 to 40 years from now, and you're looking back at your life, what legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? Yeah, I love this question. The folks who listen to my podcast know that my heart is really in seeing my community believe in themselves and show up to play bigger. The reason I started my podcast, there were many reasons, but one specifically I had a moment with my, I was sitting at a fam, at my table with two of my cousins. This was like a year and a half ago. And we were talking about my, our jobs. And I had recently negotiated a $15,000 raise, right? This was before my podcast, right before my podcast. And I was with my cousin and my other, my, my cousin's wife and they were saying like how amazing that was and how they could never do that. And then one woman was saying how unhappy she was in her job. And then another woman was like, oh, like they would never pay me that much. Like I could never ask that much. I would have to do all this extra work, blah, blah, blah. And I had a moment in that conversation because in my eyes, these women are incredible. They're leaders in their communities, they're leaders in their families, they're leaders in their church. And it in that moment, I was like, in my head, I was like, what is, like, I wanted to say, what is wrong with you? Like, you are such a badass and you don't need someone's approval to like actually go for it. And literally that was what sparked follow that fear. That was the message. So when I got on my podcast, I was like, I was like almost angry in a good way. I was like, girl, you got to do that. And my podcast is very like pep talk inspirational, but it's because my heart really, really wants to see women play bigger, specifically women of color, specifically underdogs. Like I want my legacy to be cat believed in me. And because of that, I did some badass shit and I created this life that I never thought I could. And I created generational wealth for the people behind me and my family. I just want to, I want to help women show up for themselves and do things without permission and take risks and follow their fears and really show up for themselves like they never have before. I love it. I love all of that and the legacy that you want to leave and you're starting it now and your voice is being heard. So that is incredible. Now, Kat, if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? Yeah, I hang out most on Instagram at Kat Del Carmen, C-A-T-D-E-L-C-A-R-M-E-N. And you can also check out my website, katdelcarmen.com and pretty much Kat Del Carmen everywhere. <laughs> um, but I mostly hang out on Instagram and I'm super friendly on DM. So feel free to DM me if you enjoyed this episode or if anything resonated with you. And then lastly, I do have um, some freebies. So if you're interested in some free resources I've created, just go to the link in my bio on Instagram, or you can go to my website to find them. Perfect. Thank you so much, Kat, for all of these incredible tips that you gave us. We really appreciate it. 
Thank you so much, Debbie. I had so much fun. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Kat. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview where she shares how to build a personal brand using your podcast. Hey friend, are you looking to land a remote gig ASAP? Well, did you know that we not only have a ton of online jobs you can apply to on our site, but now we are also sending them straight to your inbox. I'm happy to announce that we will be sending our email subscribers legit online jobs every Wednesday. We have done hours of research so you don't have to. If you want to be the first one to hear about the remote gigs we find, go to theoffbeatlife.com to subscribe. Hey listeners, thank you for listening to this episode and I'm so thankful for your support. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and get suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, and so much more. Feel free to reach out at hello at theoffbeatlife.com and let me know what you'd like to hear. If you like the show, don't forget to give us some love and review on iTunes. Thank you again for being a part of this journey, and I can't wait to hear how your location-independent story will unfold. 